What's up and welcome to Hockey Talk. I'm your host, Wilsey Whitworth, and today we will be discussing the Mount Rushmores for everybody in the West Division. As I said, I'm your host, Will Woodsworth, and today we have a very special guest, my father, Mike Woodsworth. Hi, Mike. Hi, Will. Nice to be back to talk some more about our Mount Rushmores. So, would you like to hop right into it, or is there anything else you would like to say? I don't know. Do you want to remind listeners of our criteria for Mount Rushmores? Okay, so as you probably know by now, if you've listened to our first Mount Rushmore episode, I highly encourage you to do so. We are... um, you know about the Mount Rushmore rock face, which has four presidents carved into its side. Um, Roosevelt, Lincoln, Jefferson, Washington. And we're just going to be pretending that for each NHL team, that we can take those presidents off and we choose four players for the team for what they contributed to the team. Anyway, do you want to hop right into the avalanche? Gotta say, I realize that both times now we've said Roosevelt, and it's Teddy Roosevelt. It's Teddy. And the greatest president, Franklin Roosevelt, is not on Mount Rushmore. Which sort of stinks. But we're going to be better than those people who carve Mount Rushmore. We're going to make good picks. Okay, all right. Um, Even though Mount Rushmore was carved before Frankie became president. I liked your idea of, of kicking off Washington and Jefferson and putting on Franklin Roosevelt instead. And who's the last one you're going to put on? Jimmy Carter. Yeah, I like that. Anyway, um... Enough about politics. Let's do Colorado. I feel that this one's pretty straightforward. By the way, we are combining uh, relocated teams. So for Colorado, we're doing Colorado slash Quebec. Um, Would you just like to make the announcement? Sure. Um, I think this one's pretty easy. I think you have to go with Joe Sackick and Peter Forsberg, the two linchpins of the Colorado Cup teams. Uh, Peter Stastny. Yep. The... I believe number two in points per game through the 80s. Not number two in points through the 80s, too. Yeah, um, an absolute dominant force. And I should mention also a guy whose jersey you have, vintage Nordic's jersey. By the way, can I tell you guys a cool stat? Um, relating to how McDavid got 500 points recently, um, Stasty was the third fastest player ever to get 500 points. Wow, after Gretzky and Mario? Yep. That's a great stat. Uh, and then the last one, I think, since you denied my petition to have Patrick Roy be on the Habs Mount Rushmore, I think we have to put Patrick Roy on the Colorado Mount Rushmore no. for his role in their two cups. Conn Smythe Trophy winner completely transformed that franchise. They'd been treading water as the Nordiques for years and years. They relocated, they brought in Roy, and immediately won a cup and became a, a di- mini dynasty. No. I say McKinnon. I mean, we've got... I, I hate to be the guy who does the representing the eras, but because you know from the last podcast, I think that that's silly. But I do think that McKinnon, even thus far into his career, has been a hard contender for four years and running. Well, this will be his fourth year. Um, and it's very impressive. Patrick was never at that level with the Avalanche. He did win Vezina's and he won a Conn Smythe, which is all very good. But McKinnon would have won the Smythe last year if not for his rest of his team not being good enough to win at all and being fluked by a bad call on a Corey Perry dive. Um, But I say we do McKinnon because he's 25 and you already look at what he's accomplished. Already, as a 25-year-old, his accomplishments with the Avalanche rival Patrick 
and I know we're just doing what we've done, what they've done thus far. But I think McKinnon will easily surpass Pat. Okay, can I throw one other name in there? Sure. Just for fun, since when we were talking about the Jets, we included the, the WHA. This is not a name that many of your listeners Mark will know Taldif. about. Mark Talziff. Yeah, your oh, grandfather talked about him. He's His good. numbers were outrageous in the WHA he's and pretty good. good even when he went to the NHL. He's good. You want to think about him? Yes, I do. Do we want to think about Michel Goulet and his how many? Five, six, 50 goal seasons? He um, has the all-time record for single-season game-winning goals. Really? How many? I forget now. Wow, I didn't know that. I think he shares it with Espo. That's incredible. So, But he's he's an 80s scoring star. Well, also, I could have 650 goal seasons if I played with Peter Stastny. No doubt you would. You look pretty good when you play with me when I'm wearing the Stastny jersey. True. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll leave it up to you. Uh, ooh. Your choice. Well, I'm happy. I, I disable Patrick. I'm happy to defer to the Nathan McKinnon so that we can keep our younger fans on board here. Okay, that's he is McKinnon. such an amazing skater, and I've never seen a player crazy release. Yeah, I can, I've never seen a player who can release a wrist shot with that much speed, um, and and that much power while he's on the fly. It's actually kind of reminiscent of Joe Sakic, who was the master of the wrist shot. In Very his own reminiscent. Era. Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> Now, with the second most cups, we have the Kings. I mean, really, the Kings and the Avalanche are tied, but we deferred to the Avalanche because they've had less seasons under their belt. Um, for the Kings, I say the first two are obvious enough, Zion and Khabitai. Okay, absolutely. Two, two purple and purple and gold wearers. Oh, yes, I love those uniforms. Um, and then I say Gretzky and Doty. Gretzky and Doughty. Well, so this is really interesting. Kopitar being the fifth man. Yeah. Can we, can we pause for one second since we mentioned Gretzky in the last episode? Um, and as, as a hockey dad, I just want to mark the passing of the most famous hockey dad of all time, Walter Gretzky. Do you want to tell us anything about him, Will? Yeah, well, he froze the Coliseum in the Wiener's backyard. Um Got him the start. Told told Wayne that he can he can decide. He makes his own decisions in his hockey career. Gave Wayne advice. Gave Wayne all the best practices. Had him practicing with tennis balls, and was a very dedicated dad. And he, he put up a glorious fight. I'm pretty sure he had a stroke, and he died of Parkinson's eventually. And the Kings honored him at their last home game, which was last night. And um, I thought I thought. The audio on the recognition of him could have been better, but I still thought it was a nice little thing they showed. I would pour out a little glass of uh, Wayne Gretzky whiskey in honor of Walter tonight. We gave it away. We, we, we gave it away. Okay. Um, so, all right. I, I think the Kings gives us a good opportunity to talk about the, the eternal debate of peak value versus longevity. Peak value. And... Gretzky's peak value with the Kings was not quite as high as it was with the Oilers, but still amazing. He won three Art Rosses, three scoring titles with the Kings. Yeah. He um, he broke the all-time goals record with them. Broke every record, that's right. Yeah. Um, 
changed the face of the franchise. They literally changed their uniforms for him, transformed everything. On the other hand, so I agree with you, Zion has to be there, number one. Rabitai, number two, for sure. Those guys are longtime kings who together hold every offensive record in the history of the franchise. Um, well, career. except for single seasons. So yeah, not you're right. Wayne holes. But, you know, the Kings have two Stanley Cups in the modern, in, in the 2010s. Um, and Kopitar, I think, is the linchpin of that. Doughty's a fantastic defenseman, but I think Kopitar is the center, is, is down the middle. Never, never going to be mentioned in the same breath as Wayne Gretzky, except for right now, which is that they both were centers for the Kings. And Kopitar's better now. He's faded far. He's faded less. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's, it's not even so much as that he's faded or not, but he, he won them those two cups. And if you look at their, I know you like point shares. If you look at their all-time point share leaders, Kopitar's right there at number three. And Gretzky's a bit further down the list because he just didn't spend that much time in L.A. Uh, but Gretzky's the most dominant king ever. And maybe for some teams, the most dominant player ever isn't going to make it. But Gretzky's the most dominant king ever by a long shot. By a long shot. So you're going to go with the Mount Rushmore for a team that has two cups that includes only one player who won the cup with them out of four. Yeah, and I do think Doughty had a better career than Kopitar so far. I think maybe when they both retire, it will be a lot closer given the trajectory, how Doughty's going downhill and Kopitar's staying flat. Yeah. But I do think that Doughty um, has been one of the top three in his position for like near, well, not Maybe not the decade, last couple of years, but, but before that. Yeah. But for like eight years straight, he was a top three player at his position. And Kopitar was never like that for the center position. He had some years where he was top three for sure. His 17-18 season was dominant. But I think Doughty was better at his position than Kopitar. Can we just say something about Luke Kopitar for a second? Sure. This guy with the Kings, he had three turns at the bat with the Kings, right? Yeah. And he had a really interesting career in that he did better the year before Gretzky got there than the year Gretzky got there. And well, that's because Bernie Nichols. That's right. Bernie Nichols played with Gretzky. But in 92-93 was Rabitai's best year. 63 goals? Something like that. And that year Gretzky was injured most of the year and not really a factor in the regular season. 65 points and 45 points for the wiener that year. Yeah. So, and Rabita, and then he left LA, went and played in New York, Pittsburgh. People thought he was washed up. Went back to LA and all of a sudden was a star again. Left LA again, went to Detroit to join the old man cup team in 2002. Looked washed up again, went back to LA and had like a couple more 20 goal seasons. It was as if he was rejuvenated every time he was in L.A. Kind but of a neat career. We are. That's a nice anecdote, but I just want to make this clear. I'm not arguing with Robbie. No, no, no. Yeah, definitely him. All right. I'll, I mean, and how could I? What am I even doing here? How could I argue against Wayne Gretzky? I'm done. Okay. Gretzky. Based on the, the hat can, trick against the Leafs in the 93 conference final alone. Like, you, can, you can choose between Doughty and Tar. I'm assuming that you want them to be your last pick. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with Doughty. I know some Kings fans might want Jonathan Quick in there, but I think Doughty's the man. Quick? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, who's next? Who should we do next? Well, um, 
in terms of cup wins, it's it's pretty sparse out in the Western Division, isn't it? Yeah, there's no there nobody in the Western Division with more than two cups. Um, Who's next? The the Blues. The Blues or the Ducks. By the way, I think your listeners understand that we're using this year's weird COVID divisions. Yes, we are. Right. So um, we're not entirely familiar with who's in each division yet, so we're hesitating a bit. Let's let's do the Ducks because they've had less years than the Blues. Okay. It's a tiebreaker. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, the Ducky Ducks. Okay. Well, I do think we have to start with obviously Getzloff and mm-hmm. Solani mm-hmm. and Perry. Mm-hmm. Or Korea. I think I would say that's my that's my four. That's that's a pretty strong four. Uh, the only thing I'm going to mention is that that's that's four forwards, offensive stars, and the Ducks teams that made the final in 2003 and Robert, won the Cup in 2007 were both super defensive teams. And so I I I'm going to make an argument. I keep arguing for goalies, and you keep kicking out my goalies, but I'm going to argue for Jean-Sébastien Giguard. Okay, over Perry? Although Perry won the heart. Uh, I'd argue for him over Korea. <gasps> no! I think Solani represents the Korea era, but better. Korea! Um, so, the Giguard case is dude had a what was it? 943 save percentage? 945. Yeah, in 2003. One of the few players to win a Conn Smythe as as a losing player in the Cup final in two thousand three, and then in two. Tape it. Glenn Hall and Rick McLeish are two others who did it. And Ron Hextall. And Ron Hextall. Back to what you were saying, of course. Two thousand seven in the Cup, Niedermeyer won the Conn Smythe. I would like to have him on, but I don't think he played long enough in Anaheim. But it was a Niedermeyer, Pronger, Beauchemin, and Giger. It was a defensive team. And Giguard didn't have a 9.45 save percentage, but it was pretty high. 9.21? Yeah. And he was very strong that year. So I'd vote for him. And Paul Correa, you know, he was a good offensive player in the roaring 90s. Um, maybe... But Correa's a slam dunk Hall of Famer, and Giguard is not. And if you ask any fan what team Korea's famous for, they'd say the Ducks, without a doubt. Right? Yeah. I mean, he was junk with the avalanche. And yes, yeah, so stop showing me the point shares. I know he's not that high in point shares, but also goalies have 40 times as many point shares as forwards because point shares is heavily dependent on minutes. Right. I'm just looking up uh, Korea's stats just to remind myself here. Um, he was he was a really lovely player. Yeah, he had some nice years. He had some nice years. Um, well, do you want to get rid of Corey Perry, who's been a, a shell of his former self for I'd, the last several years? Yeah, I'd rather get rid of Perry, actually. All right, so we keep Solani, Getzlaff, Giguard, and Korea. Okay. All right. Um, next team we have on board, St. Louis. This is an interesting one. I mentioned Glenn Hall for, Glenn Hall for a reason. You know, we sometimes play this game, and maybe we'll do a, you'll do a podcast about it at some point, but we play this game of what is the best lineup you could make of players who played minimum of one game with a team. So, for instance, for St. Louis, you'd get Gretzky, even though he 
Only played a few games. St. Louis has had just so about the best many, roster. So, so many, many stars come through. St. Louis, Detroit, Chicago, and New York are like the four best ones. Yeah, St. Louis just, especially in the 90s, they just loved to pick up stars for, for a little bit of time okay, and then well, flip them. Let's, let's talk start about simple. Yeah. Brett Hall. Brett Hall, obviously. Um, Bernie Federko. Federko. Peter Angelo. I think Peter Angelo is a great pick, yeah. And next, I don't know, Cujo, or did he spend too much time with Toronto? He bounced around a lot, he but he's did. good. I, I like the, the goal he mentioned. Um, Hall? What, yeah, I mean, Glenn Hall. The original blue. Um, Mullen, he didn't spend very long with them, but he was pretty great. You've got, yeah, Mullen, Gilmore, people like that. What about a Brian Sutter? Sutter, I like Sutter. Lots of goals, lots of fights. In the 80s. Um, what about, Oates. you know, we had Oates. Yeah, he wasn't there for long, but he was amazing. What about so Pronger? We mentioned Pronger with the Ducks. What about Pronger? Won a Heart Trophy. Last oh, yeah. defenseman to win a Heart. Do you want to do Pronger? Yeah, I'd do Pronger. Let's do Pronger. I was going to say him or McInnes, but we had McInnes with the Flames. Yeah. McInnes did win a nice Norris with them. Yeah. And but... I do think he's underrated, sort of. But... I like Pronger. That's great. That's a good pick. He was so dominant. Yeah. Um, next team up in the West, Vegas. Sure, because they're leading the division now. And I, because I, they've played the least years of anybody else. Sure. It's, okay. uh, Is it too early for Stone? Yeah. Um, Is it too early for Stone? I don't think so. I mean, he's the he's their best player right now. Um, he's one of the best players in the league. I'd put him on there. Okay, so, I mean, obviously, let's start with Fleury. Yeah. Um, maybe Theodore. Shea? Yeah, Shea. He's pretty good. He is pretty good, yeah. Um, and a, and a kind of a rising star, right? Yeah, and for the third pick, this one's a bit, this one's a bit tough. I'd say my two guys who I would put in front of the other guys, sorry, Willie Carlson. I'd say it's Marsha So or Smith, just because they're such playoff beasts. I like those guys, but I want to make an argument for Willie Carlson because when when Vegas started, they seemed like such a random team. I mean, they were such a random team, and they are such a random team. And they, as as we know, they went to the Cup final in their first year, and they've become a juggernaut. And Wild Willie Carlson was was nobody. And he went from just a total disappointment with two different teams to a 40-goal scorer. Can I share a quick anecdote? Do it, please. Um, so I have this yearbook, which I'm so sad I lost, but it was a great yearbook, and it had the projected point total for everybody in the NHL that year. And William Carlson, they said 25, and their explanation was, I know this seems a bit high for William Carlson, but we think he can make it. And he had... 43 goals and 78 points that year. So that's a, that's a great story. And that that between-the-legs goal that he scored. Oh, beautiful. With the blonde hair flying out the back of his helmet. And I have a personal sentim sentimental attachment because I know another William who always has long blonde hair flying out the back of his helmet when he, when he scores nice goals and is currently working on his between-the-legs move these days. Yeah, I have no clue who that Willie is. Um, but 
We can we can do Carlson. I'd like Carlson. Well, it's Vegas, so Vegas baby. Yeah, Vegas baby. Um. So who do we got? We 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 have Flurry Carlson. Carlson. Let's ditch Stone. Let's keep one of the original guys. Let's keep Marcheseau, Carlson, Flurry, and Shea Theodore. Okay. Let Stone make his mark. He'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, he'll be fine. Um. For the sixth team. I do think we have to speed it up a bit here. Dude, this division is so random. I keep sharks? forgetting who's in the division. Sharks. Let's do sharks. That's yeah, an easy We can one. do this e quickly. Pavelski. Thornton. Thornton. Marlowe. Marlowe. You named the fourth guy. Burns. Okay, sorry. I named the fourth guy. Um, I think that's fine. No arguments. Unless someone wants... Um, like Nabokov in there or Nolan? Yeah, I, w I was going to try to make a rousing case for Owen Nolan, but or Couture. Logan? Yeah. Maybe Lo maybe Logan over Pavelski? Uh no. I think I think your four are fine. They're okay. all they're all from the same era, but you know, Thornton and Marlowe span. Sure, so. I mean, Marlowe's era goes all the way back to the 90s. Thornton's been there for or was there from 2005, so yeah. I mean, Mark Edward Vlasic, maybe, but Burns is better. Yeah, Burns is way better. Yeah, but, but yeah, Vlasic played at, at the rink in Montreal where you and I like to go play. True, true. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, do you want to move on from the Sharks? Yeah, Wild. Okay, sure. Um, Ryan Suter? Definitely. Minnesota boy, right? Yeah. Gabarek? Definitely Marion Gabrick. That that guy was a an amazing goal scorer at a time when that team under Jacques Lemaire was completely focused on defense. Okay. Trivia question for you, Wilsey. I looked this up earlier today. I was doing a little research. Who is the all-time point shares leader for the Minnesota Wild? I was going to say Suter, but you said no. Um, I'll put it down to... Spurgeon or, or Backstrom? You got it. Not the Nicholas Backstrom who scored his 700th assist last night. No. The other Nicholas Backstrom. The goalie Nicholas Backstrom. Which who is, is actually pretty good. He's pretty good, but I think this is a moment where point shares are kind no. of an imperfect stat. Yeah, it's not two point shares. Um, here's here's my idea. Should I tell you? Yeah. We go Gabarik, yeah. Spurgeon, the first ever captain of the Wild, weirdly enough. Jared Spurgeon oh, wait, was their no, first not captain? First, not first, Miku Koivu. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah, mean yeah, to say right. first. Captain. Yeah. Um, I guess it's not too weird, but I would have expected they give it to Kaprizov. Um, <laughs> but Gabarik, Spurgeon, Suter, Koivu. That's my... All right. That's my opinion. That's fine. I, w I was maybe going to throw in Matt Dumba just because I really like his game and yeah. I really like his activism. I like what he's doing in the league these days. But Dumba's slick. He's, uh, he's still got still got more to prove, I think. Do you want to put Dumba over Spurgeon? No, I think Spurgeon, Spurgeon's the guy. He he's is a, pretty underrated. He's a great defenseman. He's been around just long enough to have racked up some stats, but he's still got some promise. So let's go with those guys. Spurgeon's having a pretty bad year. However, um, we've got one team left, and I think it's going to be the Coyotes, Coyotes-Jets. So, in our last episode, we did something 
kind of weird with the Jets. Do you want to tell listeners who may not have listened, and then, and then we can talk about this? All right. Do well, with Arizona. so we did Jets, Thrashers, and Jets, Jets, and Jets, which is Jets, all Jets, and super old WHA Jets. Um, no offense, Daddy. <laughs> um, and I, th- I think it would be cool to do Coyotes, Jets, just because, like, so many of the guys who we would want to put on the Coyotes list also had some pretty great years with the Jets. For instance, Kachuk would yeah, be he makes a it. slam dunk for the for the Coyotes slash Jets, but if we want to separate, that's sort of being unfair to him. So do, I think we should do Coyotes, Jets. Do we want to punish Keith Kachuk for the behavior of his sons? I sort of. Let's put him on as the fourth man. Okay. he Keith Kachuk had one of my favorite seasons of all time, which is his... 96-97 season, and I am looking this up, listeners, but 52 goals, 228 penalty minutes. I mean, that's vintage. Those those kind of numbers just don't happen anymore. Yeah, that is, that's sort of funny. It does remind me of some of his sons, but his sons are pretty junky. Yeah, so. they're not 52 goal scorers. And that was in Phoenix's first year um, after they moved from Winnipeg. So, Kachuk's our fourth man. Okay. Um, let's, let's, let's have him dangling on a rope for a little while just to punish him. Let's go Doan, Nuneman, Howarchuk. Do you agree with all those picks? So Shane Doan started his career one season in Winnipeg. The rest of his career was in Phoenix. He's Mr. Coyote, which isn't saying much. Nuneman, great pick. Half, basically half his time with Winnipeg, half his time with Phoenix. Yeah, he's like the best defenseman in Finnish history. And Finland's a very defensive team, traditionally. You know my undying love for Dale Howarchuk, but we already that had him team. on our Jets team. Do we want to maybe put in an Oliver ekman Larson just as a gesture of goodwill to all of our fans out in Phoenix? No. <laughs> because all of our fans out in Phoenix are like the zero people who pack into that arena every day before COVID. So, no. Who cares about the fans in Phoenix if there are any? Let's do Ducky. Can I tell you a quick story about the end of the Winnipeg Jets? The first Winnipeg Jets? Sure. Probably told it to me before, though. Probably. In 1996, um, when they were already set to move, they were playing in the playoffs against, I think, Detroit. And they got swept. And the last game that they played happened to be the same day as we were sitting Shiva for your grandmother out in Winnipeg. And one of the cousins came from directly from the game to the Shiva. And it's interesting, when somebody dies, you usually wear all black. And she was wearing all white because the Jets at the time had this whiteout thing where everyone had to wear white. And she showed up and um, she was very, very sad, obviously, about about my Baba, but... Sorry, not your grandmother, your great-grandmother, my grandmother. But she was also adding to the sadness, the sadness of the goodbye to the Jets. I remember those kind of those two things conflated in my mind. And in case you haven't seen the footage, there's some great footage of this empty arena with these two Jets fans all painted up in their face, just sitting there like with their eyes closed, frowning, and their head in their hands. And it's, it's pretty sad as a guy who actually has the, his second favorite team being the Jets. Um, but that's why I want Ducky. Also, he died recently. Yeah. Okay. Tribute to Dale Harachuk. Ducky! And 
Now we gotta put Kachuk in. Ugh. Ah, oh, let's do Ekman Larson instead of Kachuk. Really? Okay. 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 No. He. No? I mean, no, no. Let's do Kachuk. Let's let's put away our biases and do Kachuk. Sounds good to me. And I think that will be it for our podcast today. Hope you guys enjoyed. I definitely worked on my audio over the break between our first and second episode today. And I hope you liked this one better than our first one. See you guys later. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows. The whistle blows. And the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game.